When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. everyone, welcome to My Millennium Money Express. I'm Glenn James and today on the episode, I'm talking about how to understand super fees. I'll be covering uh, what are not fees in the super fund, the types of fees, how to work out some fees, some old fee structures that are, are out there and some considerations that you need to be aware of when comparing your super fees. Now, for those watching on the YouTube, uh, it's Glenn James, it's not the My Millennial Money channel, and I will have my iPad for some of the fee discussion, but I really think it's it will be okay if you are just listening in your car or on your morning walk about fees. So, where are we going to go? So, what are not fees? So, a lot of the time when people say, you know, I'm paying X amount of month in terms of super fees, and I can see the tax come out and the insurances and the member fee. So, the insurance premium that you pay in your fund for any insurances inside the fund, that's not a fee for when comparing your super fund because it can be taken out and you might be paying more because of your age, because of your occupation, because of your smoker status, whatever. You So, you can't use insurance premiums when comparing fees. That's just an add-on because you can always get different insurance to the fund that you're in. So, number one, you've got to strip that. And also, the contribution taxes are not fees. So, you might see on your super statement that there's a tax that comes out. So, every time that your employer puts money into your super fund, the super fund takes 15% tax from that contribution and that's called a contributions tax and that's why you know, long-term wealth management, it's sometimes uh, better off for you and sometimes by, I mean, probably most of the time to put money into super because you're paying less tax on that money. But that's another episode. So, insurances and taxes are not fees that you can use in a comparison between your funds. So, there are basically three types of fees. And I might grab the iPad because I'm going to withdraw this. And I want you to picture this like a fruit bowl, okay? So, we'll pretend that your super fund is a fruit bowl. Now, there are generally uh, an admin fee, a member fee, and an investment fee. They're the three main fees that you'll need to compare super funds. But if your super fund was a fruit bowl and you wanted to put some fruit in that fruit bowl and we'll we'll use the analogy that the fruit that you're putting in are different investment options. So, you might say the apple is the uh, Australian shares fund only. The banana is international shares and the pear is a blend and it's the super funds default balanced option. Okay. So, regardless of 
what fruit you put in your fruit bowl or what investment options you have in your super fund, there is a admin fee and a member fee, okay? So, that's just the fee for rocking up and wanting the super, uh, the, the super bowl, I was going to say, the fruit bowl. So, the admin fee is generally a very small percentage-based fee. And that could be 0.10% or 0.10%. The member fee is generally a weekly dollar fee, which is, we'll just assume $1.50 a week. So, if we've got, uh, we've talked about two fees, we've got the admin fee, which is 0.10% and we've got the member fee and I don't know why super funds bloody do this. They just need to have the one joint fee for this, but that's another discussion. And it could be $1.50 per week or $78 per year, okay? So, that's and we haven't even put fruit in. So, if you put $10,000 into a cash option that didn't have an investment fee, you would still pay these fees based on rocking up and put using the super fund. The third main fee is the investment fee that I've talked about. And again, we'll just assume that we're using a pair and I can't draw a pair, but in our fruit bowl, we've got the pair and we're using a, uh, a balanced growth fund or something like that, that the super fund has a mix of different options. Now, that will have a fee because inside of that pair, there's different components and there might be different fund managers. There might be some internal control mechanisms between those fund managers and the super fund that they might charge a fee. So, the investment fee um, is generally made up of three fees. So, within that investment fee, the growth option, it might be 0.67% as the investment fee. So, we've got the investment fee of 0.67 that we've paid because we've chosen that investment option, be it the pair in the fruit bowl or the balanced growth fund or whatever that option is within the super fund. We've got the admin fee of 0.1%, which everyone pays regardless of the fruit or the investment options. And then we've got the member fee, which is a, a nominal weekly amount, okay? So, if the investment fee was 0.67%, that can be made up of three components. There's a base fee generally, and it could be 0.21%. So, that's the fee that the super fund charge for you to be invested in their growth fund. There are sometimes a performance fee, which means some fund managers, so the super fund within that investment option might pay other fund managers to manage money. And there could be some relationships there to say, if we achieve this goal, we want a little bonus for achieving that goal. And that's a performance fee. And that could be 0.02%. And then We've got an indirect cost ratio fee or an ICR, which could be 0.44%, okay? Now, that fee is a fee that's passed on because within the pair option, there could be a variety of different fund managers and some of those managers have their fees. So, it's kind of a flow through, okay? And this is not straightforward if you're just starting to look at super, but- 
In total, we'll say the investment fee is 0.67%. It might also be called an MER or a manager expense ratio. Uh, and this fee is one that's not listed anywhere on your statement. And this is the trap. So on your statement, it could say you're invested in the growth fund and then the fees for your account are uh, 0.1 and $1.50 a week. So those fees will generally be on the statement, but the 0.67, which is made up of the three investment fees are paid before the return. So if your super fund gives you a return, your balanced fund over the last three years has performed 5% as an example, that fee is going to be after tax and after the 0.67 fee. So if we gross that fee up, forget about tax for a moment, if we gross it up, that return is actually 5.67, that's the return, but we've got to take away 0.67, which is the investment fee. So to really strip it down, there are three main fees to each super fund being the admin fee that everyone pays for just rocking up and putting money in the fund. There's generally a member fee that everyone pays, which is usually a dollar a week or whatever that might be. And then the investment fee. So one of the considerations is you can't ask your friend, hey, what are you paying in super fees? Because even if you've got the same super fund, they could have a different investment option. So you really can't compare. And it's just not straightforward, is it? And the more I try and explain this, the more I think, gosh, how do we make this as an industry that it's easy? And I just, I don't know what the answer is. So, a couple of considerations when you are comparing fees or super funds. Number one, you've got to do like for like. And the problem with some of these comparison websites is... I'll use two examples. Sun Super, who sponsor and support My Millennium Monthly Podcast, they might have a fee of 0.67% of the growth option. Australian Super down the road, their growth option might have a fee of 0.70%. So, that's well and good that on the face value, Sun Super looks cheaper, but you've got to work out what's inside the option. Now, it could be that fund A might have a 30% allocation to international shares, where fund C might have a 25% allocation to international shares. But what you need to do is realistically make sure the overall asset allocation with growth and defensive and every product disclosure statement for each fund will tell you the total amount of growth, which is shares, property, uh, alternate assets. It could be some speculative hedge fund stuff. It could be, you know, international shares, Australian shares, all that growth assets that are high risk, but grow more over the long term. You really need to make sure that your asset allocation is like for like. So you can only compare the fees of the Sun Super Growth Fund and the equivalent fund with Australian Super 
if they've both got the same allocation to growth assets because it costs more money to manage shares than it does to manage cash. So there was a bank that set up a super fund and they were really cheap in terms of the fees. Everyone was like, oh, we're going to use this over here. But like 40% of the portfolio was cash and fixed interest. So of course it's going to be bloody cheaper because they're not investing most of the money. So you really have to make sure that when you're comparing investment options, it's like for like. And likewise, you can't ask your friend how much are they paying because what if they've got two investment options? What if they're using a growth option and 20% of their fund, they might have a high risk uh, international shares option. Of course, it's going to be different. And this speaks to uh, when you're doing your own comparisons, uh, you have to weight the investment options as in weight, as in scales. So you have to work out if your fund has $50,000 in it and you've got 20% of the money in a high risk international shares, and 80% in the balanced option, you have to get the investment fee and work it out based on the 20% option and then the fee for the uh, the 80% option and add them up together and that's your total investment fee. Now, another consideration, you can't compare fees based on dollar figures. You have to do it based on percentage. So I've just used the Sun Super Balanced option and I've assumed that this person has $23,000. Now, the Sun Super Balanced Index option, the combined investment fee is 0.22%. So what you do when to work out the super fees, you go $23,000 times 0.22% equals $50.60. Then the admin and member fee, we have to go um, $23,000 because that's our super balance times 0.1%, which is $23. Then we have to turn the $1.50 a week into uh, an annualized cost. So $1.50 times 52 is $78. That means the total annual fee is $151.00 which means nothing because someone could say, oh, my super fee is $200. They could actually have a cheaper super fund than your 150. We have to then go $151 divided by the total balance of $23 gives us 0.66%. So it's really important when comparing fees that you you work out the cost and every PDS will have a, a worked example for you to compare and then you have to turn it into a percentage. Now, a couple of the other fees that you might have in your super fund, which they're legitimate fees, but I don't think they're overly material when comparing super funds. The first one is they call it a buy-sell spread. Now, the best way to explain that is It's like currency conversion, right? When you go to the airport and I want to change my Australian dollar of $1 to US dollars, on the news that night, it says um, the Australian dollar is 0.70 cents, but you go to the the currency counter and you give them a dollar and they give you 69 cents, not 70 cents because they've taken a spread. 
So, the buy-sell spread is basically a small spread when you're making a transaction into an investment option. So, just to put money into your super account, there is a very, very, very small buy-sell spread. But because it's a kind of once-off cost, if you just move your $23,000 to a fund and then invested it, I don't think it's material when comparing funds. There could be some other fees like a transaction fees or switch fees, uh, depending on your fund. I know the fund I'm with, they don't have any fees for that. Some funds will say, we'll give you five free switches a year. So, that could mean that I want to change my super from high growth to ultra high growth or whatever. They might charge you uh, to do that, okay? There could be a fee as a partial rollover fee. Now, a partial rollover fee my life insurance, my death and disability is paid for by my super fund. So, my fund, I use Sun Super myself. Um, my insurance with MLC, every year, MLC send a request to Sun Super to say, give us the money to pay for Glenn's insurance. Uh, some super funds may have a partial rollover fee to do that, or they might say there's no fee. So, that's just one thing to check as well. But again, not material when you're just looking at some wholesale fee comparisons. There could be an exit fee. So, if you wanted to completely roll out your fund, particularly if you've got an older fund, uh, but realistically, for 99% of people listening today, your super fund probably will not have an exit fee because it is an older style fee. There's also an older style fee that is generally, I have not seen it for years on any new fund, but if you've got like a really old AMP fund or something like that, they might have what they call a contribution fee. So, you would get charged to put money into the super fund. So, they're realistically not a fee uh, that's around anymore. A lot of you might have a financial advisor who uh, take a, a fee from your super fund uh, number one, they should be doing the bloody fee comparisons for you because that's what you pay them for. Uh, but number two, if you are reviewing your super and you do have an advisor and you just wanted to review it yourself, um, you wouldn't use their fee in the super comparison. And that will be a separate line item on your statement called an advisor service fee. So, lots going on in the fee space, but what I want to get through to you today are uh, the main threes being the admin fee, which is a small percentage that everyone pays. Again, the example that I used on the screen, Sun Super's admin fee is 0.1%. There might be a member fee, which is a weekly fee levied that uh, in this case of my example is $1.50 a week. So, everyone pays that fees. And then there's an investment fee or uh, a fee that you pay depending on what you're invested in. So, if you, you, if you invest just in the cash option, that's going to be a lot cheaper than a high growth option that's actively managed because it doesn't cost money to manage cash. Does that make sense? So, usually the higher the risk, the higher the fee, but the higher return. And particularly if you are, uh, and I'll, we'll put a link in the show notes uh, on the podcast and in YouTube, I wrote an article about the difference between active and passive investment management that you can check out. But yeah, mainly three fees that you need to be aware of, but the total considerations, make sure you're comparing like for like. The biggest problem I have with the comparison websites on super performance are, oh, this super fund, the best performer over the last three years, 
this the same bloody list, they could be comparing three or four balanced options, but within each bloody balanced option, the first balanced option has a 60% um, growth to um, well, 60% to growth. The next balanced option might have a 70% to growth. Of course, that's probably going to have a better return than the same fund in the bloody same category. I really think the government need to say, if you're calling it a bloody balanced fund, it has to be this percentage so we can compare. Also, high growth. What does that mean? One fund might say, oh, we've got a high growth fund that's 90% allocated to growth. And the next fund down the road could be 90% high growth. So, this is a bugbear of mine that the the government do not have standardized terms across the whole industry. So, it just shats me to tears, to be honest, because there are some providers that, you know, a true balanced fund, you would think is 50% growth, 50% conservative. It balances. No, but most of the industries have bloody 70% balanced fund in terms of 70% growth. To me, if you had a scale and you put 70% on one end and 30 on the other, the bitch doesn't balance. So, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Anyway, I'm getting fired up here. So, lots to talk about. Jump in the Facebook group. Thanks for listening and I will see you soon. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorised representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services licence 451289.